Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. I am pretty upset at the moment because, uh... My whole file deleted for this episode, I got it completely done, I was getting ready to publish it, and it crashed horribly. But you know what, it's okay, um, I can always go through it real quickly here, you, do, you just might hear me go um, uh, or stutter from time to time. But don't worry, we none of us really care about that because we want to know who the best drivers are to go with here at this Charlotte Roval race. We only got one race here in the round of 12 and then we get reduced to the round of 8. Four drivers are below the cutoff line trying to make it in by points or with a victory while the other eight try to stay ahead of them. Who's going to make it in and who's going to miss out? We shall see. But before we get into that, why don't we look at some of the biggest news that has happened here in the NASCAR racing world. We'll start off with the Cup Series and then we'll move on to the Xfinity and Truck Series. So this bit of news kind of actually really, really surprised me, and that is involving a team that we thought was going to disappear, but instead they're going to be testing the next-gen car next week at Roval. And guess who it's going to be? It is going to be Starcom Racing, and the driver who's going to be behind the wheel is going to be none other than Kaz Grala. We've seen Kaz Grala run with Colic Racing here in the Cup Series. We've also seen him drive the number three car in replacement of Austin Dillon. He's done really good multiple times, so he's a driver that I truly believe deserves a shot here in the Cup Series. I just never thought it would be Starcom Racing. Now, does this mean Starcom Racing is going to be running full-time next year? No. No, not necessarily. They could go back to part-time or do something similar like NBM Motorsports did. Try to run as many races as they can before they struggle financially and then just hit the big tracks. Who knows what they're going to do? But this is exciting news for Kaz Grala, and I always enjoy when I see teams still staying in the sport. I hate it when teams close down or shut down and we get to see reduced fields. I'm tired of that. I want to see a full 40 car field and we might be getting it now because it looks like Kaz Grala could potentially be racing here with Starcom Racing. Next bit of news we have here is involving the number one machine for the Xfinity series. Michael Annette just announced that after 16 years of racing in the NASCAR top three divisions that he will be retiring from full-time competition, meaning the number one car will be opened up at JR Motorsports. This one was kind of the, one of those news that I really expected to happen because Michael Annette has missed the last few weeks due to a leg injury. He did have surgery on it and then he re-injured it. So it was only a matter of time before he would have to step away from the car. Who's going to be driving the number one machine? Honestly, it's either going to be Sam Mayer or Josh Berry because they were both announced that they would be running full-time in the 2022 season as well as Justin Allgaier and Noah Gregston returning to the team. So it looks to be Sam Mayer going to the number one car. As for Michael Annette, he's had a really good run here in the Xfinity Series. He did run a few races in the Cup as well as the Truck Series, but after 16 years, he decides that 2021 will be the last year he runs full-time. 
And then going down here to the truck series, we got to talk about a truck that was in the playoffs, but will now no longer have the same driver and same team together going into next year. I'm talking about Hattori Racing with Austin Hill. Austin Hill has raced with the number 16 team for the last three years, has had some really good runs here and there. Hell, he won the regular season championship in 2020, but now he wants to move on into the Xfinity series, which means he's going to be leaving the number 16 truck. Honestly, this is no surprise here as Sheldon Creed in the number two machine is moving up into the Xfinity Series. We saw Harrison Burton, Austin Sindrick, and Justin Haley moving full-time into the Cup Series. So it was only a matter of time before one of these top drivers down here in the trucks would also make another move here besides just Sheldon Creed. And Austin Hill has a lot of potential. He's had some really good finishes, a lot of good victories. So he's definitely going to find a good ride for the Xfinity Series. One thing's for sure, though, he will not be racing with the number 61 Xfinity Series or back in the Truck Series with Hattori Racing. And that will conclude the news here for this week. A couple of big news. I wanted to focus on one big story from every single series. And I feel like those were the biggest three for sure. There was rumors that Jimmy Johnson has been getting offers, but he's not accepting any offers here to return back to Cup. So I really didn't want to focus on that one too much because it's only just rumors right now but let's move on to now our fantasy picks it's a big race here most of us may have struggled in the Talladega race so we want a redemption round here immediately after well we could probably get it here at the Charlotte Roval there are some picks here who are absolutely top prime picks to go with and with and there's also some drivers that you may want to stay away from so without further ado I give you the top picks here for the Charlotte Roval Okay, so this first one is not going to be too much of a surprise. It's the number nine of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is without a doubt the best road course racer in the Cup Series. There's no one even close to him. I wish, I really wish we could see him go up against the late 90s Jeff Gordon, the early 2000s Tony Stewart, or Mark Martin in the 90s when he used to dominate Watkins Glen. I would love to see all these drivers compete against each other in the same car and see who would do the best here at road courses because that's how good Chase Elliott is. With two victories here this year at road courses and also getting two victories at the Charlotte Roval, there's only been three races there and he's won two of them. He's definitely, without a doubt, a number one pick here for this weekend. So Chase Elliott, definitely a number one pick here for the Charlotte Roval. And then the next driver I want to talk about is actually the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. It seems like Martin Trex Jr. has sat in the number two spot for every single road course. He's always behind uh, Chase Elliott when it comes to these races. And right now, recently, he's not really the second best driver when you think of road courses. I think there's another driver that has now passed him. But his finishes have still been very consistent. I mean, he has a few top three finishes and also a top ten finish. Here at um, the Roval, he has finished seventh twice as well as a 14th place finish, which in all honesty could have been a victory, but you know that whole incident with Jimmy Johnson and Martin Trex Jr., one of the craziest finishes on NBC Sports Network. It was a great ending to that race, but not good for Martin Trex Jr. Now we come back here for our fourth race. Where's he going to run? 
I really think he's going to run in the top 10. I really hope he doesn't have any problems when it comes to inspection because that's what happened at Watkins Glen. He spent the whole time trying to catch up. So let's hope that that doesn't happen. But I really feel like Martin Trex Jr. is going to be a top five driver in this race. Is he going to be able to beat Chase Elliott? Uh, Probably not. Is he going to be running up front though? Most definitely. Martin Trex Jr., he looks to me as a number two pick here for this weekend. Now let's look at the driver who's been basically the runner-up to Chase Elliott when it comes to road courses, and sometimes he's beaten him a few times. I'm talking about the number five of Kyle Larson. It's been kind of interesting this year. You know, we always knew that he would be good at the two-mile racetracks and the mile and a halfs. I don't think many people really thought of Kyle Larson as a fantastic road course racer, but he's already gotten two victories here this year at road courses, Watkins Glen and Sonoma. And here at the Roval, he's done all right. I mean, he's struggled in a few races. I mean, remember that 25th place finish where he absolutely destroyed his car to get to the start finish line and make it into the next round? I remember that. Hopefully, you guys remember that. But looking at his finishes this year, uh, he has that 16th place finish at Road America. He wasn't really that great there. And then also the 30th place finish at the Daytona Road Course where he overdrove it in one of the turns and took his chances of getting a top 10. The other finishes though, a third place, a first place, a first place, a second place. I think Kyle Larson, when you look at the five picks for him, this is definitely the fifth or fourth best track to put him on your fantasy roster. I mean, Sonoma, he got a perfect 60. Watkins Glen, I think it was like 58. It was very, very good. So in all honesty, I really think Kyle Larson's going to be one of those drivers who's definitely a top pick. A number one pick, probably second to only Chase Elliott. Then the fourth driver we have here as our top pick, we have the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney has been one of those drivers who's been very consistent here when it comes to the Charlotte Roval. With a 5th place finish, an 8th place finish, and a victory in that 2017 race, he has been a very consistent driver. One of the best average finishes here, second to, I do believe, Joey Logano and Chase Elliott. And most recently at road courses, he's been around the 10th to 20th position. But in the most recent race at the Daytona Road Course, or excuse me, not the Daytona Road Course, the Indianapolis Road Course, he finished second. So in all honesty, I really think Ryan Blaney is going to be running around in the top eight for most of this race, can score a few stage points. He needs a good solid run here, and I really feel like he can pull it for you guys. So he's also a number two pick, I'd say right around the same level as Martin Trex Jr. for fantasy at Charlotte. And then the last spot here for top picks, we're going to give it to the number 22 of Joey Logano. One thing is, when you think about road courses, it's not Joey Logano. But one thing we've noticed a lot is, for some reason, this guy can score stage points here. Remember the Daytona road course? He got a lot of stage points in that race. Also, Circuit of the Americas, I think he won a stage there. What was another race that I was thinking about that he just most recently scored a bunch of stage points at? He's been really good at these road courses. Yes, the last few races may have not been spectacular finishes. I mean, we can't blame him too much for that incident that happened to him in the Indy road course race when he hit the curb. But when you look past that, as well as Road America, 
you see a fourth place finish, a third place finish, and two second place finishes, one of them coming here from the Charlotte Roval. Never finished worse than 10th place. I'd say he's going to be another driver to get you a good solid 40 points here this weekend. So those are the guys as far as top picks go. We got the number 9 of Chase Elliott, the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., the number 5 of Kyle Larson, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, and the number 22 of Joey Logano. Now let's look at some guys that we want as our third or fourth picks here this weekend. Let's first start off with the number 16 of AJ Allmendinger. You know, the guy who is running part-time here in the Cup Series and gets a win at the Indianapolis Road Course. Absolutely huge story and a huge upset. Is it going to happen again here? I don't think so. I really feel like it's going to be hard to go against some of those Rick Henrik drivers or even the Penske drivers. But in all honesty, I can see a top five run for him, without a doubt. I mean, look at his last two finishes in the Xfinity series here in the Charlotte Roval. Both of them have been victories. He's damn good here at road courses. And I really don't see him having a horrible run here in this race. In all honesty, I don't think he's going to be going for stage points. That's why he's only here as a third or fourth pick. But definitely going to be running near the front. He's, for me, a third pick all the way here for NASCAR Fantasy. Then let's move back to consistency. Now we talk about the number four of Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is not a strong guy when it comes to road courses, but he's not that bad either. When you look at his stats, he's usually around the 8th to 14th position. It's the same thing goes here with the Charlotte Roval. 11th place finish, a 3rd place finish, and a ninth place finish. And when you have some drivers here that could be a little bit risky to go with, you want someone who's consistent. So Kevin Harvick here may be a really good consistent guy to go with to get about 35 points in your fantasy roster. I don't see him as a third pick. I feel like drivers like A.J. Allmendinger will do better for you. But the thing that's going to change Kevin Harvick from A.J. Allmendinger and some of these other guys going for the victory is he's going to be focusing more on stage points, which is going to be very important for these drivers below the cut line, especially for someone who's nine points behind like Kevin Harvick. So he could score you a lot of points there as far as stage points go. He just needs a good solid finish. We could potentially see 35 plus points out of this number four machine. Ooh, now we move on to some riskier drivers that you want as your third or fourth picks. These are drivers who are going for the victory. You probably already know who some of these drivers are going to be because it's mostly drivers who are outside of the cutoff line. Let's first start off with Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman is either a top 10 or barely making it into the top 20. I like Alex Bowman, but I don't think he's going to win here this weekend. There's too many good drivers in front of him that could get the win. However, as far as consistency goes, he is very good here when it comes to the Charlotte Roval. An 8th place finish, a 2nd place finish, and a 4th place finish. Right there amongst the top drivers, but never the top driver. And that 2nd place finish, we do remember that one. He gave it 110%. He, in fact, he was super exhausted, very dehydrated. But it was okay because Bubba Wallace was right there for him to spray some cold water in his face. Also hit Jeff Gordon, but, you know, we were all focusing on Bubba Wallace and Alex Bowman. <laughs> all jokings aside, though, I, I really don't think he's going to get the victory here. I don't think he's going to advance, but I don't think he's going to go down easy, him and Greg Ives. They're going to go down swinging. So I really think it's going to be a good run here. Definitely a fourth, maybe even fifth pick, because it is going to be a riskier driver to go for, but there is a very good chance that he could score you a top eight in this race. 
all right, let's throw his teammate in. Let's throw in William Byron as well. William Byron, in all honesty, in my personal opinion, is a good third pick in this race. And here's the reason why. Yes, he has only two sixth place finishes. Never a top five here at the Charlotte Roval. But in the last two races here at this track, he has led 25% of the race. 23 laps in 2019 and then 27 laps in 2020. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot. But there's only about 109 laps that get ran in this race. So yeah, right around 25%. He runs near the front. He can score stage points. Of course, he's going to be going for the victory. Same with Alex Bowman. But I think he has a way better chance of getting the victory. Of course, maybe I'm saying this because I said he was going to make it into the round of eight and he was going to beat Kyle Busch, which, by the way, do not go for Kyle Busch. His best finish here is 30th. He does not have a good run here at all when it comes to Charlotte Roval. But here with William Byron, he's had good finishes here in the past. He's had really good fast cars. And with a good crew chief there that he really gets along with, I really feel like the cards could come together and be a good run. Of course, he's going for broke. Definitely a risky pick, but still a driver worth a third pick in your fantasy roster. And then the last driver here on the pretty good category is going to be the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe has been really good at road courses in the past. I was worried at first for him, but when we look at the last three races, he's been a top 10, top 5 car. The Indianapolis road course, he did finish 26 because of the penalty of him running off the racetrack in turns 1 and 2, and then also taking out Denny Hamlin. If you can look past that, though, really good runs here, very consistent, and he's starting to show what he could do back in the Xfinity series. Is he going to be going for the victory here? I don't think so. It'd be badass if he could. Uh, he does have a victory in the Xfinity series, but expect more of a top 10 from Chase Briscoe and around 30 points. I think he could be more of a consistent driver on the same likes of Kevin Harvick. That's where I see him. I don't think he's going to be going for the win, similar to a Henrik Carr. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number 16 of AJ Allmendinger, the number 4 of Kevin Harvick, the number 48 of Alex Bowen, the number 24 of William Byron, and the number 14 of Chase Briscoe. Now let's move on to the drivers that you may want to take a chance on here this weekend. All right, so this is the driver in the playoffs that I think is going to be the riskiest one to go with, could be the biggest payoff, or could be the biggest bust. The number 20 of Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell has been either hot or cold when it comes to road courses. A win at the Daytona road course. Very good. Rex out at the Circuit of the Americas. Very bad. A second place finish at Road America. Pretty good. And then a 36th place finish and a 24th place finish at other road courses that we've been to. Ooh, it's... It's either one or the other when it comes to the number 20 machine. What are you going to expect here in this race? Well, he's going to be going for the win. He's 28 points behind. So either expect him at the same likes of like William Byron or his partner Martin Trex Jr. Or see him with the likes of his other teammate, the number 18 of Kyle Busch. There's nowhere in between for him. I'd say this is a good garage pick to have. Keep him there in the garage until near the end of stage two. If he's running up front, screw it. Throw him in. If he's running around 18th, don't even bother. This next driver has been one I've kind of kept off, and shame on me because he's actually made a lot of improvements, especially after his contract extension with RPM Motorsports. I'm talking about the number 43 of Eric Jones. Eric Jones has been one of those drivers 
always contending for a top 10 recently. And that's great for Richard Petty Motorsports, a team who's been struggling, honestly, to make top 20s. So Eric Jones, at, at first I felt like this was him falling out of the sport a little bit. He's like, well, I got this ride. But then I forget he's actually a really good driver and he's putting some light here into Richard Petty Motorsports in that number 43 machine. He's also really good at road courses too. Uh, top 10 finish at the Indianapolis road course, 11th place finish at Sonoma. He's also got a 14th place finish at the Daytona road course, a 16th place finish at the Circuit of the Americas, 19th place finish at Road America. So right around there between 9th and 17th. That's usually where you can expect Eric Jones, but also that was during a time when they were still struggling. Now that the connection is starting to grow really strong, it's going to be more towards the top 10 than it is rather than away from it. So Eric Jones, I'd say is a fifth pick, maybe even another garage guy. Maybe you want someone in the garage area that's very consistent. Eric Jones might be a good one to go with. Oh man, I hate seeing his name, but at the same time I get excited because he just doesn't have a contract offer yet. I really wanted to get a contract offer. Of course, I'm talking about Matt Benedetto. Matt Benedetto has been running really good when it comes to the road courses here in the second half. Of course, I say specifically in the second half because they've been 11th or better, but when you look at the other three races earlier this year, 23rd, 23rd, and 37th. Horrible, horrible runs there. Same thing when it comes to the Charlotte Roval. A couple, 11th place finish, a 13th place finish, then a 22nd place finish. Definitely a guy who can either get you a top 10 or can horribly screw it up. I really think he can get a stage win though. We've been noticing that the number 21 car has been mostly focusing on stage wins. And you're thinking of those playoff drivers. They may want to keep it safe. They may want to take the strategy. I think Matt DiBandetto is going to go for any chance he can to run up front. Because he's trying to prove that he deserves to be in the Cup Series. Fifth or sixth pick for Matt Benedetto. I would say definitely a riskier driver. But one that could pay off here near the end of the Charlotte Roval. Now, this next driver I have here, I I feel kind of bad because I really feel like he should have been in the pretty good category rather than the take a chance. But you know what? It is what it is. I'm talking about the number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch, except for two races, has either finished sixth or fourth when it comes to road courses. A sixth place finish at the Indianapolis Road Course. A 13th place finish at Watkins Glen. Then you got a fourth place finish. A sixth, uh, it's not 16th, a sixth place finish. A 27th place finish. That was Circuit of the Americas where he almost spun out and took out his brother, which he didn't. So thank goodness for that. And then two fourth place finishes. And what's his most recent finish here at the Charlotte Roval? A fourth place finish. I really feel like Kurt Busch is a good fifth pick to go with. I don't even think he's a guy you save in the garage. I think he's going to be one of those drivers that's going to be really good for you this weekend. Then the last one I have here on the list, it was going to be the number eight of Tyler Reddick, but I have made the change at the last minute. I am going with the number 42 of Ross Chastain. And here's the reason why I'm going for Ross Chastain. When you think of the watermelon man, you've been thinking mostly about super speedways, kind of like Pocono in Michigan, or maybe mile and a half tracks. Believe it or not, here at these road courses, Really, really good runs here. Let's not talk about the Indianapolis road course. I believe he was another one of those drivers that got caught up in that incident with the curb. Other than that, before that, a 12th place finish, a 7th place finish, another 7th place finish, a 4th place finish. Really, really good runs here for that number 42 machine. Xfinity Series, um, when he was driving the number, what was it, the 10 car? Yeah, it was the 10 car. He finished 12th in that one. 
I really feel like he's a top 10 driver for this race. Uh, he looks to be doing really good here at road courses. I, I'd say he's going to be on the same level as Kurt Busch. Right around there in the top 10 area. That's what I really feel like for Ross Chastain. And I feel like Ross Chastain is not even a guy you take a gamble on. I'd say he's a fifth pick. Not even a garage area. I'd say he's very consistent here when it comes to road courses recently. And he deserves a spot on your fantasy roster. So those are the guys in the take a chance category. The number 20 of Christopher Bell. The number 43 of Eric Jones. The number 21 of Matty Bandetto. The number 1 of Kurt Busch. And the number 42 of Ross Chastain. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our top 15 picks here for the 32nd race of the 2021 season. And that will conclude the final segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it did not sound rushed. I'm going to go back and listen to a few parts as I can. Again, I'm so sorry. The whole episode got deleted and I was super upset. But hopefully I gave you guys enough valuable information as far as fantasy picks go. If I had to pick six drivers who I wanted to go with, I'm going to pick two from the top. Two from the pretty good and two from the ticket chance. I'd go with Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson with Ryan Blaney as a really close second to Kyle Larson. In the second group, I would pick AJ Allmendinger and I would go for the number 24 of William Byron. And then the take a chance category, I would honestly say it would be Kurt Busch and Ross Chastain. I feel like those are some pretty good options to go with. Then again, though, we could have some surprises here. Hell, maybe even Alex Bowman actually gets the win with Chase Briscoe right there in second. You never know sometimes because this is a very chaotic race. I wouldn't say it's as chaotic as Talladega, but there's some crazy things that happen here at the Charlotte Roval. That's why we like it so much. So make sure to tune into that race. That race is going to be on Sunday, October 10th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter if you want to tell me who your fancy picks are there. You can follow me at TylerV33. You can also look up NASCAR Field Filler or Vanilla Wafers. I pop up either way. You can also check out the website at NASCARFieldFiller.com where we post the latest results in the top three divisions as well as our fancy picks each and every weekend. And the last plug here, I started making TikTok videos. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to give up on the podcast. Podcast has top priority. Even though this one was a little rushed, I'm not going to lie, this is still going to be my priority. This is my most favorite thing to do is share my fantasy picks, share with you guys what I feel like from each and every race. This is my favorite. But however, TikTok has gained a lot of traction for me. So if you want to follow me there at Vanilla Wafers 44 you're more than welcome to. I have been posting recently the scariest NASCAR wrecks in history. And a lot of people like it. I put a lot of hard work into them. So if you want to go check those out, you're more than welcome to. I would be very grateful if you did. But other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time. So I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings and i am out so you all take care this has been the field filler podcast